0: What is relationship-centric era? That was the first question I asked my guest, Arian Randman, in our conversation about personalized communication and relationship building. Curious about his answer? You'll have to listen to the rest of the episode. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. You know, when I started Roundpeg, one of the first lessons I learned was that my business was really going to be built on relationships. And even after all these years, it is those relationships that keep my business going. And so today, as we're exploring that topic, I couldn't think of anyone better to have the conversation with, Arian Radman. Arian is the CEO and founder of Ignite Post. It is a handwritten mail service that enables businesses to develop deeper relationships with customers and prospects. Ignite Post does this by combining software and robotics to allow businesses to send real pen and ink letters that are indistinguishable from human handwriting. And this authentic, personalized communication is really the key to more sales and happier customers. Ariane, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here.
0: It's my pleasure. I am really excited to talk about this idea of living in a relationship centric era. So let's start there. What does that mean to you <laughs> and why should anybody care?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So uh, it's really interesting. We, we have this concept at Ignite Post of the relationship centric era. And essentially what that means is that businesses need to think about how to develop real relationships with their customers and really at scale, just to, to make sure that they can continue to gain an edge over the, their competitors we're living in a time right now where personalized, authentic communication really sets brands apart because everybody really expects to be treated like a VIP, right? Everybody's kind Mm -hmm. of the star of their own show. Everyone really (laughs) expects that kind of VIP treatment. Uh, But I think that the interesting thing is to kind of look at how we've gotten here. And if you examine the last two decades or so, It's been a really interesting journey to see kind of how we've arrived in what we like to call the relationship-centric era.
0: So tell me a little bit about maybe some of the kind of steps along the way that you see as driving us to this relationship era.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a great question. So, you know, if we kind of reverse back a bit, so maybe about, you know, two decades or so in, in the 2000s, it, we were living in what I would call the, the product centric era, right? Where businesses would, would market and sell products based on the, the various features that they could kind of cram into the product, right? Things like, you know, lines of code written for a particular product or like the bells and whistles that were attached to it were like very often the things that, that people latched onto as, as selling points. What that led to is you know, people eventually realized, businesses realized, that's not what people really care about. They don't care about how many bells and whistles are on your, your product or service. It's really about what your service can do for them. And mm-hmm. so we evolved from what I would like to call the product-centric era to a more customer-centric era. And this is, you know, something that we're all familiar with, kind of the old marketing adage that somebody needs to see my brand, you know, seven times before they realize that they've seen it and they actually take action. And mm-hmm. so essentially what, what businesses did when they latched on to kind of that thinking is they started creating all of these different touch points and all these different ways to get in front of their customers with, with kind of that adage in mind. And we, we kind of arrived at, at where we are now because of that. Right. So, you know, we're at a point now where you know, every email user um, is subjected to something like 120 emails a day on average. Uh, you've been
0: crawling. You've been crawling around in my inbox. I see.
1: I know. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's in addition to something like 5000 digital ads that get pushed our way via push notifications on, you know, like every device that we own. So, you know, business really latched onto that that adage, but they kind of took it too far. So mm-hmm. now we're in this you're at this point where people are really saturated uh, digitally with a lot of digital communication and businesses are really struggling to to gain authentic mindshare with their their customers and they're, they're really losing that ability because everybody is just drowning in a sea of like digital communication. And so that's kind of the landscape that we saw and that was kind of the whole genesis behind why we decided to even start Ignite Post. Is because we we just saw this evolution over the last decade or so and we thought you know moving forward what's really going to set businesses and brands apart Uh, and we didn't feel like it was doing more of the same we didn't feel like it was you know sending more digital communication via ads and emails and everything down you know to to people so you know that's kind of the the genesis behind our business but you know that's kind of what we also saw as creating this relationship-centric era where as a business, your goal isn't to just do more of the same of what everyone else is doing. It's personalized, authentic communication that's uniquely delivered to either your prospects or your customers at really the right time uh, to really differentiate yourself.
0: You know, it's so interesting because when I was reading about your product and kind of getting familiar with it, I thought about the evolution of our business. And we are coming up on our 19th year. And when we started, we actually did a lot of direct mail for small businesses. And it was expensive, but that was how they had to get in front of customers. And I think as email evolved, they jumped on that bandwagon because they could deliver so many more messages. Exactly. And at a fraction of the cost. But what that did was it created a very empty mailbox. And so now... You know, when I open up my computer and I see the, you've got mail, huh, I'm not really excited. But when I open up my mailbox and there's a letter, right? I have that, oh, I need to open this kind of feeling.
1: Totally. And, you know, one of the most interesting things also that I think gets overlooked is the science and psychology behind mail. You know, as as human beings, you know, as creatures, we've evolved such that we learn about our environment by touching and feeling and actually like tactile feedback. And I think a lot of that gets lost because, you know, like you mentioned, it is so easy and so inexpensive to do a lot of the digital communication. However, as humans, that's not how we've evolved to, to learn about our environments. So, you know, in addition to the mailbox being relatively empty these days, because so many people have kind of shifted to, you know, more digital means. You're also, if you, when you send f- actual physical things to people, you're actually activating things that are kind of primal and built into how we've evolved as humans, and so uh, you know it just makes a much bigger impact subconsciously uh, out of the gate than something like sending email. So I think that's fascinating to me, but I think it's also something that I don't really see uh, mentioned that much. But I love the kind of science and psychology behind it.
0: I kind of geek out at some of that sort of science side consumer behavior. What makes someone want to do something or why does something create an impact? That is really cool. As you're looking at this, you, I, I was reading somewhere that you talked about this idea of surprise and delight and how these letters actually surprise and delight. What are those tactics and how could businesses take advantage of sort of that part of the human psyche?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So surprise and delight is something that I think every business should kind of be thinking about. Uh, If you're looking at it specifically from the point of how do I leverage this in terms of actually sending something physical to to someone... uh, Letters in general are, are a great way to do it. And I always liken it to, you know, think of how excited you are on like Christmas morning to, you know, <laughs> open, open a present, right? You have this thing, you're holding it. You don't know what's inside, but you know that you're interested and you're probably going to like it. So I try to instill that businesses should kind of think about that and how they can inject some of this surprise and delight uh, over the course of the year. So number one, the, the, the most important thing to do is, uh, you know, when you're trying to think about when, when I can surprise and delight people, the, the best thing to do is to think about doing it when it's least expected, right? Mm. Everybody wants, to, everybody expects to get a Christmas card around like the holiday times or maybe around like Thanksgiving or so. So the first thing is think about the different various touch points that you have with your customers uh, or even with your prospects. Uh, think about the times where they would expect to receive something and then really map out all the times that they absolutely would not expect to receive anything and that's really like your target you know to your point if you can stand out by you know being the only thing in a relatively empty mailbox that's to your advantage so that's kind of the first thing that that I would say that you should definitely do
0: i love that idea of kind of doing the unexpected because that is how you stand out and whether it's print or, or really any kind of marketing. If you're going to do what everybody else is doing, you're just going to be one more wave in the ocean.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that, that doesn't differentiate you at all. If you're just doing more of the same thing, it's actually doing the opposite, right? It's it's kind of boring for for your customers.
0: Absolutely. Arian, I can't believe how fast we whipped through this.
1: <laughs> Me neither, but I've had a great time talking.
0: Really a subject that I think people need to be thinking more about, particularly as we continue to be home for a little while longer and we're dealing with technology overload. I think the idea of getting a physical letter is even more appealing than it used to be.
1: Absolutely, I I couldn't agree more.
0: I'm going to encourage everyone who's listening to the show to hop over to ignitepost.com slash podcast. Now, they're not going to get to hear a podcast, but what they are going to get is a sample of your product, 50 free letters. Correct. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So we're excited. So vi- visit that link. If they want to see uh, an actual real sample, fill out the form there and we'll have one of our robots actually write it out and send it to you. And then if you want to try the product in the note, just mention that. You know, if you heard us uh, here on more than a few words, and we'll we'll load you up with a couple uh, of free samples.
0: Fantastic, Arian, Thanks again. This is a lot of fun.
1: Uh, this has been great. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast.
0: If you enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about other subjects relevant for business owners, be sure to check out our blog at Rampet.biz subscribe to More Than A Few Words wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss another episode. This has been another episode of More Than A Few